Welcome everybody. This is the Joshua Ruiz rematch post-fight reaction podcast. We had to do this immediately because what a fight that was. Fred, um, at what point, never mind, I think it's a little too soon for, for those kind of questions. Let's start with um, the result. And Anthony Joshua, he retained his title. Unanimous decision. This is the Sunday Puncher Podcast. I'm Angelo. I'm your host. I got Fred here with me. This po- podcast sponsored by our Patreon uh, feed, patreon.com slash sundaypuncher. Let's get into the main question. What went wrong for Andy Ruiz Jr. Now, I got a I got a take here that is mostly defensive of both guys. But from your perspective, and I'm gonna give you a more um specific question, Fred, because I think one of the prevailing takes coming out of this fight, and you saw it after the fight when Andy Ruiz did his post fight interview. People are saying that what went wrong for Ruiz was that he came in heavy. In your opinion, do you think what went wrong in this fight was that Andy Ruiz came in heavy? No. Why not? No, because he wasn't tired at all at the end of the fight. You know, if he was really heavy, he'd be really super gassed. What went wrong? It's see, this is something I, I said to you uh, for I, I completely. Uh, didn't take into account the fact that they were going to pull that ring fuckery and make it a 22-foot ring. You know, that's what went wrong. You can't fucking chase down a guy with a fucking 22-foot ring, you know? Well, even, yeah. I mean, so for me, because you brought that up, so my my perspective on this, you know, I had people texting me during the fight asking me, like, you know, why doesn't Ruiz just cut off the ring? And I said before the fight, Joshua would win. And to me, this was an impossible task. And all it required was Anthony Joshua to be a competent enough fighter, which I believe he damn well is. You don't get to the point that Joshua's gotten in his career without being a damn good fighter. And all he had to do was move. Because the reality is, when you have a fighter who's got a significant size advantage and you add on to the fact that they were fighting in a very large ring, 22 feet, that's bigger than the Nevada standard, and that guy doesn't want you to engage, there's not much you can do. I have seen pound-for-pound elite-level fighters get in the ring with guys who say, I'm not going to engage. I am going to move. And you know what? Even in those standard sizes, you rarely see a fighter able to successfully cut off the ring. It is a damn near impossible feat to successfully cut off the ring. It's. It, I mean, you talk about guys like Golovkin who seem to be fantastic at it, but how did that work when he fought Canelo? How did it work for Canelo when he fought Arizona Lara? He could not cut the ring off. There are very few fighters who've been able, like, out there that you could cut the ring off on them. And when you add on to the fact, Joshua, naturally much bigger, he came in with terrific conditioning. Joshua didn't look to have any problem with this conditioning here. Um, Credit to Vladimir Klitschko. This guy needs, more fighters need to call Vladimir Klitschko up for advice. Joshua moves for 12 rounds. 
There was nothing Joshua, or sorry, there's nothing Ruiz was going to do in this fight. I'm sorry to say it, but you can come up with any excuse you want. You can say that he was fat. You could say that he couldn't cut off the ring. You could say he needs that, you know, to be lighter so he can move. You could say he needs to do such and such PEDs. I don't care what he does. Unless he puts, he gets himself on roller skates, there's no way he's cutting off that ring on Joshua. It was just not happening. So I don't want to hear no excuses for Andy Ruiz. He's, he's a guy that got beat because he, Joshua wasn't going to let it happen. I'm sorry. Do, do you have a counter for that? No. That's what I thought. I mean, just watching this fight, it was really clear in the first round. You, I mean, you watch the first round, you watch the 12th round. That's the whole fight. Joshua moves. Joshua boxes. He avoids exchanges. I mean, who do you think gets credit for that? Does Joshua get the credit? Does this camp get credit? Um, does Does Ruiz get credit for not being able to do whatever you incorrectly believe he wasn't able to do? What would what would you give the credit? Okay, well, you can give credit to uh, Joshua for you know this whole scheme, and you know Eddie for the twenty two foot ring and everything. So yeah, you got to give a guy credit for figuring out a game plan to uh, win his titles back by being a complete bitch. But <laughs> you know, you still got to give him credit for it. I mean, you could criticize him. I, I so like at one point I. I, you don't I was, want to engage with the fucking uh, tiny guy. Like, it's, it's, so this is what, what have we learned? Fucking well, nothing. That's what I was debating with myself watching the fight. So I'm like, on one terrible. hand, I completely respect the transformation that Joshua went physically as well as tactically. It was a transformation from the first fight. However, there was also a part of me, I'm like, could you just fight? I mean, you're fighting a, a much smaller, a much fatter guy. Could, could you at least make this entertaining? Um, and like, to me, like just watching that, I'm like, God, this is a little troubling when I look at this. Cause like Josh was hitting him with clean shots. Ruiz is not even bothered whatsoever by these shots. And basically, you know, he fought like a Pauli Malignaggi style fight, which is not to disparage him. Pauli Malignaggi was actually a very good fighter, but Malignaggi made you rather than sit down on anything, Malignaggi moved and he emphasize just being fast getting there first on on exchanges which allowed him to win a lot of fights where he wasn't the more talented guy he wasn't the stronger guy he wasn't the bigger guy but when you're there first he just boxed that's all you saw um and that's that's what joshua did but like i'm a little concerned now about joshua because yeah you can box but like if you're not going to hurt guys anymore that one takes away the what makes you so exciting to watch is that you get knockouts. You're just big, giant heavyweight. But also, like, if you get into an exchange and you can't keep, or or you get a fight where you can't keep guys honest, like that's a problem. If if let me ask you this: Do you think the fight goes differently if Ruiz was the same size? Uh, same size as who? AJ? No, as <laughs> as I don't know, Floyd Mayweather. Well, you may because it could be the same size as the first fight. Like fuck. You just made no. size a big I to- thing. Well, I mean, I'm a, I, my take is you're that weight wolf, doesn't matter God. for Ruiz. You're the one that said you got to clear up what you're talking about. And my my apologies. Weight doesn't matter. I, I mean the same height, same reach. Of course not. You know, you can't pull the same shit against fucking someone his own size. And so that's where you, you look at what the two guys at the top of the division are bigger than him. Um, well, not wilder, maybe taller, but he's not. Obviously, we all know Wilder's, you know, a string bean at, at heavyweight. Say Wilder's taller than 
But yeah, he is taller than him. And, and I guess that that is more of the question, you know, like in terms of length, would he be as successful? And I think it's possible that he is, but not necessarily so. I think um I don't I don't think that you could have that same success. I mean, like there were a bunch of times where like is your classic just the big guy jabs, the little guy can't get inside. I mean, even Canelo struggled with that with Kovalov, where Kovalov with his weak jab um made Canelo miss by being short with his punches because he just couldn't get close enough. Yeah. Um and it's like I I don't know. I just this 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 whole fucking event just just fucking annoyed living shit out of me. Why? Because they, they fucking they they delayed it twice, you know. The fucking fights were like ridiculous to start off with. This whole thing's just shit. It's just fucking shit, you know. It, it's uh, this okay? So this this is what really annoys the, the piss out of me, is that there's this uh, AJ is back thing. It's like, oh, okay, congratulations for figuring out how to beat Andy Ruiz, you know. But it's, it's not like it was, as I said this before, it's a weird status where they're, everyone was suddenly going, uh, somehow Andy Ruiz is now the top guy in the sport, you know. It, it's, it's almost like they acted like it was uh, Joshua got knocked out trying to beat Ruiz, you know, like Andy Ruiz was the champion, and Anthony Joshua. You know, the first fight he got knocked out, and now he's back. It's, it's like this whole—it's a weird thing where they keep saying AJ's back, and he's like, "I proved everyone wrong." And what the fuck? You got knocked out the first fight, and now you want a decision. It's like, it, it, who cares? You know, blah blah. It's just bullshit. You know, it's, it's just fucking—it's all this. It's all fucking nonsense. Is what it is. I mean, what have you learned about? What's okay? So you say, okay, what do we learn about this fight? He he can beat Andy. He can beat Andy Ruiz. What's he gonna do against Wilder or Fury? Well, I mean, so he can't outdo. He so he boxed a very Fury esque fight. You ain't gonna outdo Fury at that. There's nobody at heavyweight that can do what Fury does. And while Joshua gave a very close impersonation of it, and I will even applaud him and say that it was very well executed. At the same time, it was set up perfectly for. Joshua to not only implement or utilize that particular style, but also to be effective with it. And like, um, one of the things that is just 100% crystal clear now is like, there's like this post fight clarity where now you can look at Andy Ruiz for what he really was, because when he beat Joshua, he gained this aura, whether deserved or not that seemed to absolve a lot of the flaws that he may have had or a lot of his shortcomings that were there prior to the Joshua fight somehow disappeared after. And now you can kind of see them now that the, the smoke has cleared uh, or the dust is cleared from this fight. And like, let's, let's be real here. Who was Andy Ruiz coming into the fight? And I'm not doing this to disparage Joshua because again, um, I don't want this to look or to sound like I'm criticizing Joshua's win. I just spelled it out. He was, I thought he Andy was Ruiz, highly effective at what he did. No, this Andy was exactly Ruiz, what he needed to no, do. I don't want to hear it. No, Andy Ruiz was the champion that everyone was scared to face, and AJ took him down. But and he I mean, showed everyone wrong. they were wrong. I know you're being facetious with that, but I mean that there's a little grain of truth in that. But so. With Ruiz, 
heading like who was he before he got to joshua uh he's a a dude with fast hands we knew he was fast combination punches but we also knew that he had struggled in his career he did not have a lot of power as a heavyweight and you know there was i guess you could say a criticism that i had of him that he he threw with speed in and what he lacked in committing to throwing with with speed was power and you look at Ruiz's resume before he fought Joshua, and it's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. You know, this is a guy who's like fringe level, couldn't beat Joseph Parker cleanly, which is, uh, you know, says more about you than it does about Joseph Parker. There were several fights when he was fighting on top rank undercards where he would fight a guy that other heavyweight prospects or even contenders had fought, and they blew him out. And then Andy Ruiz gets his hands on him, and it's like, oh, Andy Ruiz uh, took him like the distance and may have lost a round or two. And that doesn't bode well on like Ruiz and his standing. Um, And it was just a perfect, I don't know what we would say, like a perfect storm of things where that fight, that win over Joshua seemed to make a lot of people forget and ignore who or what had happened in Ruiz's career prior to that point. You know, just take a guy like um, Rafael, Rafael Zambano, who's a guy Joshua fought like super <laughs> early in his career. Joshua smoked him in two rounds. Like Zambano looked completely just incompetent as a fighter. He looked like he was fighting Diego Pacheco. And then he comes, that same Zambano fought Andy Ruiz just two fights later. And Ruiz went 12 rounds in like a completely flat performance. I, I remember watching that fight and, you know, I'm keeping track of Andy Ruiz as one of top ranks prospects on the way up. And so he gets into this fight with Zambano and then clear in my memory, prospect Joshua just smoked him. And I was like, this is, you know, it should be an easy win for Ruiz. Well, Ruiz goes 12 rounds. I'm like, okay, maybe Ruiz is not at this level, not at this level. And, um, but it just astounds me that people kind of forget who it was. And then, you know, there's this other take that I, I've got that I frequently say, strip out the power. What happens? If Joshua can't throw with power and Ruiz can't throw with power, who's the better boxer? And I think maybe you could have said that it was Ruiz. But when things were equalized in this fight, you know, Joshua was just clearly the better boxer. Yeah, it's almost like he had an eight-inch read advantage on him. <laughs> um, Hey, man. You know... Povetkin also didn't have a reach advantage. He was at a, as at a reach disadvantage with Anthony Joshua, and he was able to connect with his right hand. What was the problem? I don't know. Probably what was the ring size in that fight? Um, it it was twelve feet. <laughs> it wasn't twenty two. Uh, if if they do a rematch, if they fight no, for a third fuck, time, they're not doing a fucking rematch. So ruiz after the fight wants the rematch joshua says he wants the rematch which oh yeah right you know you know how that goes but for the sake of conversation if the fight happened and they went to a rematch do you think it would go the same way probably yeah because it'll be the same fucking thing they'll have a big ass ring and then aj will just do his hide behind his jab and i don't think the ring size matters i think it'll it'll exact go exactly the same way I think the ringside completely matters. I think I, I if you think... cut that down, if you cut that down to a twenty foot ring, he's not going to be able to slip away as easy as he did in this fight. He, okay, so here's my counter to that: 
Ruiz found success in the first fight and even in moments in the second fight when Joshua would throw in combination. Joshua has now figured out, I can't throw a combination against this guy. And he didn't. The moments that he did throw combinations in this fight, he got caught. Yeah. And I think Joshua is just basically like, I am not going to, going to, I'm not going to throw a combination against him. It's one, two, one, two, and get out of here. Which, you know, we've seen be a successful strategy in the heavyweight division. With When you're throwing straighter punches, they get there quicker. You're more likely to land than the other guy. You know what I, I think is a real interesting um, uh, thing to wonder about is if they fought a third time, let's say they did, and Joshua won again in similar fashion, do you think Joshua just adapts that style and goes forward and gets himself knocked out by somebody who's not going to fall for that? Or do you think Joshua will go revert back to the style that he's used for his whole career? Ah, oh, fuck, I don't know. Because who's he going to fight now? You know? Well, Usyk? I mean, he's got all these mandatory uh, opponents that he's supposed to be fighting. Konaki and Pulev. Or I guess they're going to fight each other for the opportunity to fight him. There's Ushik. I know that's a fight you're interested in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking on the edge of my seat. I don't know. No, this is this one thing. I think he's yeah. He had a smart game plan against uh, to beat up a short little fat guy. So so that's what he figured out. No, definitely. It's like what's he gonna do? Is he didn't want to trade? He's not gonna want to trade. That's what you see this fight showed. You know. So so who's he gonna fight? Fury. He's not gonna be better at Fury at Fury's game. I, he's not fighting Fury. There's zero chance that Anthony Joshua will ever fight Tyson Fury. Yeah. So then they want to fight Wilder? Yeah, get the fuck out of here. So, you know? so Pulev is the IBF mandatory. Ushik's the WBO mandatory. Um, yeah. the, Rollins says AJ versus Pulev, and then he'll vacate the WBO, <laughs> which means that Ushik can fight Joseph Parker for the WBO or somebody. What? My God. I'm not a fan of, of of that as a potential matchup. Like you know, if that what oh they're gonna do. God, Pulev, Obama would be happy because he could send Pulev overseas there and get some more money out of fucking Eddie and zone for some shit fight. <laughs> tax him. Yeah, maybe it'll be in fucking I don't know Azerbaijan. They're they're really big into boxing. That is a cool country flex of knowing <laughs> the random countries between China and. What Africa, maybe the whole um, <laughs> on a scale of one to Leo Santa Cruz, how complete was the transformation of AJ style? I would say that that was, if not Leo Santa Cruz, very short of it. I think it definitely is way on the other end of the spectrum. You have to give Joshua credit for um, there were moments, there were moments in this fight where he got himself into an exchange, and there was there, there. I'm sure for Joshua, there there came that split second, like, do I exchange here? Because I think there was a part of Joshua that wanted to exchange. Or do I stick to the game plan? And he stuck to the game plan. And it worked for 12 rounds. There, there was not a single... You can't find like three minutes of sustained success from Ruiz. Even in the rounds that Ruiz won, and I believe he won possibly two... Those fight, those rounds weren't just all Ruiz. For the most part, Ruiz had his moments of success and was able to score um, wins in those rounds because he appeared to have the edge on one or two exchanges, but not 
out actually outboxing him for the duration of the round. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't give Joshua enough praise for this, the, the manner in which he fought, the poise, the discipline, all that stuff. It is not easy. Go watch a Leo Santa Cruz fight. Yeah, he completely transformed himself in that Carl Frampton fight. But when he's out here fighting against these guys who, um, you know, aren't as good as a, as a Carl Frampton at that time, Leo Santa Cruz loses focus in, in a sense and just completely gives up on the game plan and just goes to war. And I, and I think that takes a, a level of mental discipline um, that is worthy of praise. But I, you, you know what I want to know about is where all those people are at who were up on here and Twitter and social media, Reddit, whatever. All, all you armchair psychologists who wanted to analyze Joshua's um, stubble, Joshua's uh, where he was keeping his eyes and his hands during all these interactions. You know, I think I tweeted this out or something, but I don't like to deal in all of that. I don't like to know who's scared or who's going to win or anything of that stuff because for the most part, you're usually wrong. But secondly, you just kind of see like you don't know. There's so many factors that go into how guys perform on fight night. You know, maybe maybe Ruiz was really affected by the rain and the cold weather. You don't know. Maybe Ruiz heard some bad news before the fight that you, you wouldn't have known. Maybe he was concussed in sparring. <laughs> maybe. Or may, may, maybe the weight did have an effect. But, you know, nah, what about for Joshua? Like, may, maybe he had his, his favorite breakfast that morning, and it put him in a good mood. You, you just don't know. Like, um, the falling for the promotional stuff is it, just it's a sucker move. Falling for in the, into the trap of who's going to win because of how they look. Like, you, you just never know. And it's it's like almost disrespectful to count these guys out just because they feel a particular way. I mean, maybe they got gas in a, in a press conference, and that's why they look like they don't want to be there. You never know. Fucking if uh, I'm just happy for Eddie Hearn because you know he would have been in suicide watch if AJ would have lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> his 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 U.S. invasion has fallen apart. You know he's back to hustling money for dictators. You know. Well, you know the Saudi invasion is kind of happening. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was just like packed with fucking tourists having tons of fun. I, I was talking about in Florida. You no, know, yeah, fucking. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm disappointed not in the results in the fight. Well, actually, only in the results in the fight. The fact that now boxing is going to go back to being really fucking boring. You what know? do you mean, really boring? Because you know this is what's going to happen. Is that fucking. Eddie's going to sit there and chirp, 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 chirp. You know, we're back to, uh, we're back to before Fury and Wilder agreed to fight. Where Eddie just talks mad shit and all his fucking, you know, sycophants love him. And they're like, AJ's back. And then they're just going to make up shitty fights. They'll be like AJ versus Pulev. And then they're going to talk trash. And then they're going to say, well, you got to come to the zone to make the fight and all this. It's just going to be boring. It's just like when Klitschko had all the fucking belts. There's nothing fun about AJ. You know, guy's got no personality. Oh, you don't like his rhyming? I don't like anything about the dude. You know, he sits there. Like I said, there's this whole weird buildup where he transformed himself into somehow being the underdog or something. You got your ass knocked out. And then what did we learn today? Well, he doesn't want to trade so, what do you get? You know? I don't know. Like I said, I respect the guy for winning, but it, it's who gives a fuck now. 
You know, you're gonna have the shit fights against Pulev, and then I don't know that they'll probably because uh, uh, it's not like the WBO enforces anything. So they'll they'll probably they there's no way that they're gonna push Kanaki Usyk, you know, over fucking <laughs> getting the shot at AJ, you know. So that's what you're gonna get. You're gonna get Pulev. And you're going to get fucking Usyk and fucking AJ. And then Usyk will probably beat fucking AJ on points. And then AJ will have to go back to saying, everyone doubted me, but I'm coming back. You know, and they'll have like a 35-foot ring or something and fucking <laughs> lions shit in the corner. <laughs> um, why Rollins has a, a, a good question here. He says, at what point in the fight did you want to kill yourself? Uh, well, for him, uh, it was round three. Yeah, well, obviously it's a joke question, guys. This is this is what we get from uh, the producers here in the chat. They just, I don't know, maybe they're trying to throw us off or something. Um, why are the fighters pushing so hard to fight again in Saudi Arabia? Does it pay that good compared to Vegas? I don't know that they're they're pushing to fight in Saudi Arabia. Um, that's not how I interpreted what was being said. Um, I don't I don't think that that's necessarily the case, but I can make an argument for it. Um, if that is the case, you know, very likely the pay is as good compared to Vegas. The one thing that I'll say is that when you fight in Saudi Arabia or any other third, I don't know if Saudi Arabia is a third world country, but some country with a, a, a questionable government, what you get is a guarantee. And Bob Arum is doing the same thing. Um, you get guaranteed money for staging the event there. And so you got to remember that where this fight doesn't have the incentive of pay-per-view outside of the UK. Everywhere else, this is either free to watch or on a streaming service. And that money is not, there's, there's no variable with what you're going to get paid from that. So if this is a pay-per-view, obviously you want to put it in a place that could maximize people showing up to the event as well as being able to order it because that would, that would net you the highest payday. But because they don't have that incentive here, and that's really not an option, at least at this point, um, then it makes sense to go where whoever's going to pay you the, the highest site fee that's guaranteed. And right now that looks like it's Saudi Arabia because they, they it's worth spending that much money uh, because they want you to forget that uh, that they kill journalists cough and stuff. Syrup. I don't buy this. Have you been drinking cough syrup? Well, what's your, what's your take? What do you think? Okay, so they came out. Eddie said he got $40 million as a site fee. No, he said he got $85 million, okay? Relax. Oh, what did he say? 85. Oh, maybe it was 60. No, he said Sorry, 40. I'm just I've repeating Mike Cop- Coppinger's tweets. No, fucking, I see, they said right kidding. in the box. I'm just kidding. Keep going. $40 million. Yes. Who gives a fuck? So you got $40 million for the site fee. Your uh, your uh, British stuff's going to do what? Say it tops. It goes, okay, a huge fight. Two million buys. They're what, uh, $25 US or something? Uh, you know, yeah. Well, no, it, it's a 25. Uh, it's about. Oh, I that's right. 30 you know, bucks. They, they pumped it up to 25 pounds. It's, didn't they? it's probably like 30 bucks, but the, so, so roughly at 2 so million, that's 60 bucks. million. 30 bucks. All right. So 30. They also got to pay that tax on that shit. So they pay a ton of tax before they get that, you know, that pay per view money back, you know. Uh, so you're looking at what? Let's just say $70 million in revenue. And people are like, holy shit, no one can match that. Uh, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Floyd was making 70 million off fucking like fighting Maidana. You know, like this whole idea that now they're like, oh my God, Saudi Arabia's got all the money. 
let's, let's slow the fuck down. You know, this whole idea that these guys, oh, my God, no one's ever seen this kind of cast before. I'm not I'm pretty sure that that's... I'm, I'm pretty sure fucking Floyd beat up some Irish dude and it made like $700 million. I'm not making the argument that one side has more mon- money than the other. I'm sure that they both sides could put up a lot of money. What That's I'm saying the is argument, they don't have to know? promote the fight. And this falls on the promoter. The promoter <laughs> exactly. doesn't have to promote the fight if the money's guaranteed. Yeah, but this is the same shit we see with Top Rank. That's that was what my happens? point. That's my point. Yeah. That is why Top Rank is going overseas because they don't want to be on the hook for promoting these fights. Yeah, but who the fuck does that benefit? It doesn't benefit anybody except the people who are getting paid. Yeah, like fucking Jesus Christ. It doesn't benefit you who has to stay up until whatever time or, or, or cancel your plans in the daytime to watch a fight or whatever. Does not benefit you. Does not benefit the fighter if they want to increase their star power in one, in one particular country where it's inconvenient to watch this fight. And furthermore, no promotion will take place. So I'm talking about this fight where there was very little promotion for the fight in the U.S. Now, naturally, yeah. it makes sense. It's going to air head-to-head with the SEC title game. So why did they delay it then? Why did they delay it? What do you mean? Why did they put those fucking those, those bumper fights in there? Because they wanted it to start at the exact same time that the SEC title game started. I don't know. <laughs> it literally, <laughs> look, when it comes to the decision-making uh, behind the people— that broadcast this network, you can mess. think of whatever is the most incompetent, backwards solution, and that's probably what they were thinking. It's a lot. It's a good idea that sucks. That's that's yeah. that's what they have. But like I said, so this is what you're back to. Uh, Eddie's in like almost full retreat back to the UK, you know. But he'll take Saudi money if they pay him enough to, so that he won't have to host in UK. So because he gets the best of both worlds. But essentially, this is the guy who's like uh, trotting around yelling about how he has a billion dollars over eight years. And now he's back to uh, he's running home. Can I ask a question about that? Uh, sure. So Eddie Hearn. Yeah. Billion dollars over eight years. Two year opt out. Roughly $125 million per year. I got this accurate. Well, that's what he claims, you know, but... Okay, but but I, I just want to make sure that's that's what's being claimed. That's what's the general understanding is. It's a consensus among those people in the boxing community, both being paid to sit at desk ringside as well as those of us sitting at home watching on TV and those of you posting on Twitter. Like, we all are... are we're all in agreement. That's, that's kind of the setup here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, now, my question is, if you have $125 million per year that they're shelling out in broadcasting rights, why did you have to go to Saudi Arabia, who quote-unquote paid $40 million, to alleviate the fee that um, that they had to pay in order to broadcast this fight? You, you get where I'm going? Like, Why did John Skipper need Saudi Arabia to help them out so that they didn't have to pay full well, price no, for Skipper this no, Skipper didn't want this. Skipper didn't want this fight going over he there. He took the money. No, he, he accepted it if they yeah, but- were going to take some of the fee off. No, no, but they, they had no choice because AJ isn't signed to them. Apparently he is. I actually heard a quote that he is signed. Actually, no, no. it's Skipper. Skipper no. gave that quote in The Athletic that says Joshua no. is signed to them. Was no, he no, lying? No, I don't know. No, no, he, no. You, was this, he, is the third, this is the third time you got that quote wrong. I, I pointed to you article? two times before. Yeah, pull it up. He doesn't say he's signed to him. He says basically that, oh, they have him because they work with Eddie Hearn. Anthony Joshua isn't Look, signed. Look, if, so. if, if, if Eddie Hearn can take liberties with this stuff, so can I. 
Yeah, but I'm saying, so you got to get this shit right. No. He's not fucking signed to him. That's why he's fighting out in Saudi Arabia. Eddie Hearn left fucking DAZN with a big bag of shit in their hands. He took the only interesting fight that they had in the schedule, and he fucking went to Saudi Arabia with it. Well, I think it's worth noting that this is after you delayed and pissed off your biggest star. Yeah. And then even today they fucking delayed. Where's this stupid interview? Oh, here it is. While I bring this up. Uh, yes, next you'll, question. You'll see, you'll see is very fucking... I don't know. Uh, um, it's going to annoy the shit out of me. Uh, why? Wait a second. That's the wrong question. Will Wilder, will Wilder and Ruiz be a good fight? Both the fight and its implications for the division. What do you think? Uh, no, without the belts, it it it, it doesn't have the same uh, pull because Wilder's just gonna knock his fucking head off. <laughs> it's like, like, come on, you know, he's Deontay Wilder. He says, "I don't mind saying it. We want Anthony Joshua to win this fight. We are advantage to that because he is tied to D A Z N. Yeah, he's tied to him. He's not signed to him though. He's tied to him through Eddie Hearn. That's what they say." So Eddie's not going to take him to Showtime. You know, he's not going to... Well, take I mean, this is the ESPN. stuff that Espinosa was talking about where he's like, it's impossible to negotiate for Joshua because yeah. you're negotiating for somebody who has a direct, like, his interests are not in line with what Joshua's interests are. Yeah, no, he just does whatever Eddie tells him to do. Mm. See, that's why he says tied. He's not signed to him. That's why, the, that's why they couldn't get this fight in fucking North America. You know? Wait, but 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 he even says that. And but even if he was signed, interview. it doesn't matter though, because even if he was signed, they have no control. How do I know this? Because Canelo, they can't. Canelo signed with them. They can't make him do anything. Yeah, yeah, but they got a bit more fucking pull, you know, with Joshua than they do Canelo. If he was signed, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I this is this is just super weird that it wound up in Saudi Arabia either way. Yeah, well, no, but it's the, it's the new home of boxing. I, I guess. Uh, I'll answer the question, though. Will Wilder and Ruiz be a good fight? Um, both the fight and its implications for the division. I think as far as the implications, it's... I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. The, I think you said, like, without the belts, it really loses its meanings, and I absolutely believe that. I think people may get behind it, but... The bloom is off the rose with Ruiz, I think. I think yeah. this kind of yeah. performance is the worst. Like, he would have been better off getting knocked out, I think, than to lose this way. It was completely just took the wind out of the sails of the Ruiz uh, hype train. Um, and it just makes you, like, this, what, what this does is it makes you ask way more questions about Ruiz than you would have in any other result. And therefore, it's kind of tainted how Ruiz is going to be perceived and no amount of promotion, I, I believe, can rehabilitate this. Ruiz firmly positioned himself. And I think anytime you get beat you know, completely, you're, wha- you're behind wax the way he did. Um, anytime you wind up like this, it's just, it's crippling. It's a complete blow to your ah. career. Ah, they'll, they'll, he'll come back to PBC and they'll put him in. They got, they got enough heavyweights that they can have fun with him. Well, I, th- I, th- I think that you're, you're right about that, that he's going to be in good fights. Like, I mean, who still doesn't want to watch Ruiz versus Konaki? You're crazy yeah. if you don't want to see that. But, yeah. I, I mean, look, there are tons of matchups I'd love to see Ruiz in. I'd like to see him fight Brazil. I'd like to see him fight Dillian White. But 
as far as Ruiz being a guy who deserves a seat at the table with the big boys, while in size he may deserve that, in terms of what he's able to do in the ring, that I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I agree with that. This fight just kind of just it, it it sort of just uh, brought us all back to reality, and we're like, uh, we see, we remember the the flaws Andrew Ruiz had, like you, you said before. Sometimes he just doesn't get up for fights, you know. But again, like it's like he, I don't know. But I I go back to I don't know that he didn't get up for this one. I think he did. But y- your take was was good yeah. that at the end of the fight, Ruiz didn't look like he was gassed. Ruiz no, didn't look so, like no. a guy that was sucking wind, that wasn't in shape. He looked like a guy that just, he was frustrated, certainly, because he walked, you know, chased after Joshua for 12 rounds and couldn't yeah. find him, uh, save a <laughs> like, few moments. Imagine being six foot six and having to fucking, uh, in a box, a fucking little tiny dude. <laughs> oh, what a bitch. Okay. <laughs> See, like I said, it's just, it's just boring now. Boxing is back to being boring again. You know, the heavyweight division is just fucking going to be boring. If 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 the, what this is the darkest timeline for the heavyweight division, yeah. Fury beating Wilder, and then Joshua keeps winning, um, because now you have two guys. Assuming Joshua sticks with this strategy, if Joshua doesn't, if he abandons this strategy going forward, and we see the return of the old Joshua, all right, I can get on board with that. But if Joshua basically d- d- does this hybrid Klitschko strategy, I actually think it's a worse strategy than Klitschko. Yeah, see, that's, that's, at least Klitschko that's was dirty. Yeah, yeah. At least Klitschko yeah. was willing to throw an elbow. Yeah, you know, at least Klitschko liked to lay on dudes or something or whatever. He had those great openings. At least Klitschko was willing to rabbit punch. Yeah, he, at least Klitschko gave work to the Chili Peppers. <laughs> We're going to keep doing this? Or what? Oh, wow. Yeah, no, yeah. I think we should stop. Yeah, but, but see, that's what I'm saying. At least, that's, never mind. That's why. Like I said, hey, I like, okay, AJ, yeah, <laughs> AJ, fair play. But, uh... It's that's what that's what the it's like now we're so close to being back in the Klitschko era, you well, know. Is Wilder our only hope, or should we put our hope in uh, uh, that the the potential that Philip Hergovich could rabbit punch his way to the top? Holy fuck! What the fuck is it with these <laughs> fucking Say it. The, these? The, I've never seen so many rabbit punches as I do watching UK or European boxing. It is so fucking bizarre how people, no one's calling this shit. I think you know, they don't know how to clinch. They're not taught how to clinch properly. Yeah, well, there's that, but it's just like, and and uh, Sergio Mora, oh, man, I used to like Sergio so much, but it's like now he's getting s- the stupidity of working with Brian Candy starting to rub off on him. This wasn't a good night for Mora. He no, had, but, like, he was he was okay. his good normal good self, but he had some moments where he said some some questionable things. Yeah, so like uh, none of those rabbit punches were intentional. It's like, are you fucking ridiculous? Like, okay, so here's the one thing: if the guy turns his head while you're already punching, okay, you, you got you got no choice there because you're throwing your punch already. But it wasn't. Molina had his head turned, and her, like the, <laughs> the Croatian dude, he wasn't even punching. Then he threw his punch right to the back of the dude's head. It's like, what the fuck? And Moro's going, well, gee, that's not intentional. <laughs> did, did you hear um, Chris Mannix saying that uh, Ruiz was taking cheap shots because he was punching in the clinch? It's like, has Mannix ever watched a fight? Like, you're not supposed to stop punching until you're told to break. It if don't you matter one, if you're in the clinch. You're supposed to work. It, you no, get if you have points one, for those. If you have one free arm, you can keep punching. But according to, to Mannix, that was dirty. 
Yeah, see, this is this is fucking the zones fucking crew is just as shitty as fucking ESPNs, you know, because they're they're protecting the fucking gimmick, you know. <laughs> fucking I would say dirty HBO. Shots, uh, ESPN has Andre Ward who does a a, a good job. Bradley, yeah, but you know Tessator's that dude. It depends on who he's sitting next to, but yeah. obviously Tessator is perhaps the worst commentator in all of boxing. Yeah, that yeah, actually it's... is on a on big cards. You know, obviously we could talk about the Golden Boy Fight Night guys and the UFC Fight Pass guys and all them, but nobody would know what we're talking about. No, but hey, no, like I said, I'll goof on Dougie Fisher, but he actually he's he's a, he's good at calling ringside and stuff. You know, you I don't mean, mind. He doesn't say Joshua with the hard jab when Joshua clearly hit Ruiz with the left hook, <laughs> like yeah. Brian Kenny does. <laughs> um, it's just fucking terrible. I do think that Wilder and Ruiz would be a good fight, though. I, I think, um, look, Ruiz makes good fights. If he's got a guy in there that's willing to exchange, it's a good fight. The funny thing is, they were saying that Ruiz would have, bever, would have better luck with Wilder. I think Chris Mannix said this. He would have better luck with, with uh, Deontay Wilder because Wilder doesn't throw a lot of punches. And I was thinking, like, are you a moron? Did you just not watch this fight? Joshua didn't throw a lot of punches, and that created zero openings for Ruiz to do what he's most effective at, which is catching yeah, guys yeah. with his quick combinations while they're throwing punches. If Wilder doesn't throw and doesn't create those openings, Ruiz is going to look just as clueless as he did against Joshua. See, that's why these fucking, that's why these guys, I hate them. You know, because then they're also the ones that go talk about other people. They have these agendas. It's like, you dumb motherfucker. Did you listen to your commentary? Yeah, so you say he had better luck because Wilder's oh, just shut Ruiz would have better luck against Fury because Fury throws, even though he moves, he throws a lot more than Joshua does. He's firing yeah, the jab out pretty frequently. Yeah, because because uh, Ruiz likes to come off that uh, he likes to follow you back home. Yeah, and and that's and, he, and that's what he did in the first Joshua fight. That's why he had success because Joshua yeah. was willing to open up, and and that's one of the things that's made Joshua such a joy to watch as a heavyweight prior to this fight was that his hands, like he let his hands go. He had a nice Max Kellerman uh, once uh, pontificated about this on the fight game about how Joshua, in addition to being so handsome and and muscular, that he also was a heavyweight that had a smooth, silky smooth style where he 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 threw punches and let his hands go. Yeah, and well, now he does and, and, and he threw with power and got guys out of there. And that was that was troubling. For Ruiz, or sorry, that was that was what Ruiz wanted in the first fight, because that's where he's effective. I mean, again, Ruiz fights like he's a welterweight. Welterweights can throw with each other. Yeah. Not a heavyweight, obviously, because you know you got a when you got a two hundred fifty pound guy throwing a punch at you, it's probably not the best strategy to try to eat it in order to land your own. But it works for Ruiz. Um. Another question: Fury Klitschko or Joshua Ruiz Joshua two, which would be more effective to use as an enhanced interrogation technique? <laughs> I think that. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd love to hear your reactions, listener. Which would be better? Uh, this is from Rollins, who's uh, given us quite a couple of um, good questions so far. Fury Klitschko or Ruiz Joshua two, which would be more effective to use as an enhanced interrogation technique? Oh boy! I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm drained. I'm just fucking. 
Ugh, it's going to be such a shitty fucking year coming up for this heavyweight stuff. Well, we're right back where we started. I know, that's what sucks. You don't, you don't like that? No, I fucking hated that because then Eddie's going to be like, he's probably going to start talking about how, well, Deontay didn't take the 100 million. He could have had this fight or some bullshit again. He, he could have been the one to decapitate Anthony Joshua? Yeah, um, that's going to be so fucking terrible. But but it's just it, it, whatever. It's just like I, it'll be interesting to see because now what do you do as to zone, you know, with Joshua? Yeah, I I, I think a lot of it depends on um, on Joshua. Well, obviously it depends on Joshua. But what I mean by that is, does Joshua want to implement this style going forward? Because if that's the case, I'm gonna give him a couple more guys. I'm gonna take this year to basically rehabilitate him. And say, all right, well, you did very well against Ruiz. You 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 were able to move. You boxed very nicely. Well, let's give you two more guys that you can make sure that this becomes like second nature, where where you can eradicate all those reckless moments that you you had in the first Ruiz fight, where you can cover up all those holes. And then before we start looking at Wilder, if Wilder's still the guy, or Fury, if he winds up being the guy, or I don't know, any other guy who might be out there. I mean, th- the question I, I'm wondering about is how soon do they put him in with Ushik? Because we heard about Ushik as a potential opponent way back. It's it, seemingly right after the Bellew fight. Well, no, see, okay, so here's where uh, there was, wasn't Eddie. Some people are saying that Eddie was saying that essentially they're going to drop the WBO belt. So they can avoid Ushik. Is that what you're trying no. to say? He's no. trying to say that he's trying to avoid Usyk. No, I'm trying to say that Eddie's because he's got Usyk on a, a deal. He's going to try to double dip on the, all these fucking challengers now. You know, and so he's going to try to build up. It's a good to strategy, AJ. I know it's a good strategy, but it's going to be fucking god awful to watch. You don't want to watch Usyk versus Chisora. <laughs> you don't want to watch <laughs> Joshua White too. Uh, no, we we really need to see Usyk versus Carlos Lacam. You know, uh, we, I we mean, need they, that fight. They are adamant that they're going to get. They're going to do that fight at some point. Usyk is going to fight to come. Yeah, and then people are going to be like, "Yeah, fucking Wilder does want Usyk." Eddie must owe him like a debt or something because, like, they keep bringing up Takam as a potential opponent for like the matchroom heavyweights. He must owe him something. Like, why else would you be so so like committed to the, to a guy like Takam? I don't know. This. <laughs> I'm still like probably in shock from that fucking Dillian White fight. <laughs> uh, I mean, that wasn't much of a fight. You're talking about <laughs> with uh, Marius Walk, who somehow I thought Dillian White looked terrible, and he looked even worse. Yeah, well, in terms of Walk's physical, least, like 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 Dillian White Walk's showed up 39 years old. At least he's got an excuse. True. I mean, but shout out, you know, you got to shout out Luis Ortiz, like. 40-year-old guy, he got himself into the best shape of his career. Granted, he was in a much more significant fight, you know, fighting, obviously, for the title. And White and Wok were fighting for, I don't know, the Saudi okay, Arabia can, national title or something. Can we just call, like, a, a, like a shitload of bullshit on one of their fucking little uh, fucking scenarios they want to play off? Yeah, absolutely. Lay out the so scenario. what did you hear? What did you hear if you were awake during that fight? I uh, I didn't I did not put the sound on until they played the anthems. So oh, you're gonna you have did? to fill me in. Oh and, my and god! Let me tell you. Let me tell you before you get into that. 
watching the Hergovich fight with no sound was hilarious. Like, I had no clue what was happening. I knew some stupid stuff was happening, but my God. Oh, yeah, I, I bet it, it, yeah. Especially when you're watching it and you realize no one's losing any points. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, so during the, the Dillian White fight, they said about 8,000 times that Dillian White took this fight on short notice. Uh, who the fuck believes that? Who's his promoter? Eddie Hearn. Correct. But you think Eddie didn't say, I'm going to fucking put you on this card like fucking months ago? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. He just, he just rang him up at the last second and say, oh, Dillian, I got to, you know, oh, we need you on this card. We're all clear. It's like, fuck off. He's <laughs> really pretending. That, this is what I, I, they act like Eddie Hearn isn't fucking in full control of his fucking fighters. You know? And they're saying, oh, Dillian White didn't know. He only had like three weeks notice. Ah, fuck off. This guy knew for months he was going to be on this fucking card. And he's still sitting around looking like a big fucking pile of shit. 271. God, that fight was awful. This whole thing was awful. I mean, White looked really bad in this fight. Like, really, really bad. He looked yeah. to me like a guy who took a few years off from the sport and didn't do anything athletic. Yeah. And then he's trying to get back into it. And it's like, you look at the the form on his punches, just like the way, like the mechanics of his body movement just looked off. And he's the number five heavyweight in the world, according to, uh, you know, Chris Mannix and all these other guys. He's, and he just fought like less, it was only less than six months ago he just fought. And he, he yeah, he, he looked like a dude who's like been out for years. And Walk is, Walk, like, sure, Walk was, he could have sort of won that fight if he was maybe a couple years younger. But he's still, he's like, he beat the piss out of fucking, you know, Dillian White. Like, that's the kind of fight where you lose some fucking years off your fucking career. You're getting lit up by fucking, you know, Walk 39. Your eyes closing up. It's just like, oh, this is awful. But that's but so D- Dillian White similar situation with Ruiz although uh, to Dillian White's credit he has a couple more like nice knockouts that than Ruiz does but like Dillian White's another guy who I don't care what you say you know you want to rank Dillian White you know you have Mike Coppinger over here saying Dillian White might be the best heavyweight in the world which it was a completely ignorant statement and shows you how much you should uh, hold those opinions uh, in any regard but. Um, Dillian White looks like a guy who's just completely domestic level. Oh, and then Mannix was all up his ass saying that WBC did him wrong. But then don't get positive. Don't test positive for performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, and don't refuse to take fights. That, I mean, it's simple as that. Just just, just be clean. By the way, uh, Anthony, uh, Andy Ruiz is in the post-fight press conference saying that he was heavy. Saying that... Well, whose fault is that? No, no, no. Uh, obviously it's his fault, but I, I want to point this out. Okay. Andy Ruiz has been plagued by the same problem his entire career. And for those of you who just figured out that Andy Ruiz existed this year, cause he fought on a PBC card on Fox. I'm telling you as somebody who's followed him since, you know, he was weighing 250 pounds instead of 270 or 80. Um, he said the same thing after every single fight, the same thing. And you know what I'll say to that? I don't even care because yeah. Ruiz is not a guy that I'm concerned about when it comes to weight. He can do it with like, this, he's not built like other fighters like Deontay Wilder. He's built one particular way. Well, Joshua's built this or sorry, not Joshua. 
Um, Ruiz is built this way. He can like it, it works for him. Yeah, it's, it's not. I don't think it's the weight. He can say it's the weight, whatever. Maybe he's playing into it, but it's not. It's because AJ didn't want to trade with him. So right there, and AJ, of course, as we said, he didn't want to throw those combinations that Ruiz could follow back. So it's kind of yeah. He's he's, he's limited. Parker fight. Like watch the Parker fight, and you yeah. see Ruiz struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's limited. He's a limited fighter. It was just fun to have him. You know, still he knocked out fucking AJ. Yeah, I mean, he did have that moment, you know, and, and he did capitalize on what was uh, a, you know, a, a, a poor style, I guess, or something, uh, in in the first fight. Certainly on the mistakes that um, Ruiz had made or Joshua had made, but I don't think that the weight is that big of an issue. Now, if Ruiz no. is saying it, you know, I, I give it to him, but like Ruiz has been say, using this excuse yeah, his he's, whole he's been career it forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? He stills won fights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's only lost two decisions. <laughs> I mean, what about this? Like, does Ruiz deserve credit for, you know, he got hit with some clean shots in this fight. Do you think he deserves credit for not going down? Yeah, or but do we you saw think if you watch, he, he, he takes good fights. Like, he takes punches. Like, you, you can't put him down. Like, he takes a lot of good shots. You know, he's never, he's, that's never been an issue of his taking a punch. I don't know. I just this fucking Saudi Arabia thing. All these fucking guys they flew out and like two weeks before they fucking rounded up anyone who ever had an opinion that might have been conceived against the Saudi Arabia government, you know, and they put them in jail. And then you got all these fucking guys who are like on the take from the zone getting flown out there by the zone and everything and Eddie. And they're like, Oh, what's the big deal? <laughs> Actual journalists who are like trying to better their country are being thrown in jail and fucking here comes Coppinger going, Oh my God, I love it. Saudi Arabia is really welcoming. Yeah. Cause you didn't say fuck all about them. Try saying something wild. Like, Hey, gay people shouldn't get beheaded. And <laughs> yeah, see what happens to you. It's just fucking horrible. This is this is just fucking horrible. This whole this whole Middle East thing. Like, are we really in lack of money that we gotta fucking I don't know sell out everything? Is is that what the sport's down to? Essentially, that's what Top Rank's saying. You know, Bob's out there going, Kazakhstan needs fights, Chechnya needs fights. Uh, this motherfucker can't even get people to show up in fucking California, and he's talking about putting fights in Chechnya. There's 1.3 million people there. The only thing he's going there for is because that another another despot guy likes to hand out fucking money because he's stealing it from the people. You know, it's just like, really, is this what boxing needs? Do we need to fucking chase down every single fucking penny? It's just like, I don't know. Yeah, because when you chase down the pennies, that means you don't have to promote. Yeah, and, and you do nothing for the sport. They keep saying, we're growing the sport of boxing. No, you fucking not. You're taking fucking money. Like, how does this grow the sport of boxing that, oh, you can get 4,000 people from the UK who fly there? Well, no one else can. You know, like, who the fuck from the US other than Coppinger is going to fly out there? Wear your fucking, make sure make sure you wear pants. <laughs> um, don't no, do, don't I mean, fucking it's, it's, spit. I think we talked about this last week on the podcast about nah. why boxing is moving outside of the US. And if you didn't hear that, you know, I think... 
I don't know what point in the podcast last week we talked about it, but it, it there, there's there's a reason why boxing is moving out of the U.S. and it's not. I don't think it's because there's no money in the U.S. I think the money in the U.S. is like you got to work for it. No, yeah, well, that's it exactly. So that's a lot of competition. So you got to work for it. That's what's so fucked up. So now they got they got TV money to pay them. So they go, hey, we're not going to take a loss on our cards. But then they go, oh, but promoting is tough. So let's go fucking overseas and take money so we don't have to promote. And you look yeah. at um, the gates that Top Rank has done this year. They've not been very good. Some are just fucking abysmal. Um, like, I, I'm not saying that, but um, they've not well, been very good. <laughs> The Shakur Stevenson fight was eighty four thousand. Well, why are you taking Shakur Stevenson to fucking Reno, Nevada? Because you know? Joette Gonzalez is huge there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Same way, uh, Victor Polsto, or sorry, not Victor Polsto, but um, Jose Ramirez, huge in um, China. Yeah, see this. So this is what pisses me off because the same people who are now on the fucking take. You know, they're taking straight up money that we know now for sure from these writers. They're the same goofs who for fucking years would bitch about how boxing in the U.S. has lost its status and they need to reclaim it. And so now all these fucking jerk offs are getting paid tons of money. They don't have a loss looking at it and they're taking fights outside to whoever the fuck wants to sell them. You know, like, I don't know. Let's go fucking fighting fucking the Congo again. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the Congo uh, Zaire? No, I think they're two different coaches. I can't remember who the fuck knows. They throw their names well, around. They, so much. I was about to say they change names. Like it, it could be. Let's Some, go fight in Liberia. Somebody will correct us. I don't know. They'll have a civil war soon. Let's go fucking take their money there. Yeah, it's just it's ah, it's just so fucking scummy. You yeah, it's but, like, but well, see, that's I what mean, annoys me. That's the only thing that annoys me because these because it's the same dudes who fucking shit on the U.S. boxing scene, shit on this, shit on that. So now you got the main promoters. People are saying, "Hey, here's all the money. Let's build the U.S. boxing scene." And they're like, "Eh, that's too much work. <laughs> Let's just go to fucking Saudi Arabia." Well, and and the other thing is like I I could understand that if this was a fight like Ushik and um, who did he fight in the final? My God, Ushik and and uh. God, I'm blanking on his name. There's too much boxing. There's so many boxers. But let's just say Ushik was fighting somebody. Oh, and like uh, that... glow, 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 uh, what's his yeah, name? exactly. Um, glow something. What was that? What the hell is his name? No, Glovaki. It wasn't Glovaki. No. Um, but let's just say Ushik's next fight. He's not going to be able to draw that huge. There's not many places that Ushik's going to go where yeah, but... he's going to no. he's going to like draw huge. Well, like if Saudi Arabia is willing to pay and then take him there. But don't no, take Joshua. No. They fucking they took Usyk to Chicago and he did good. I know, but why not? Like, well, I well, I know, but with Joshua, it's like, look, Joshua is gonna move money in the U.S. He's gonna move money in the U.K. There's a ton of fans there. Why not do that and just do your job promoting? You're gonna make the same money, if not maybe even more than you would in Saudi Arabia. And it's not like Joshua can't do that. Well, see, that's why that's why I found it so funny because they're saying like, oh my god, there's way too much money to ignore. Really? Like you said, $40 million. Yeah, sure, it's a lot of money. But what, you're not going to get a big, huge ticket sale revenue thing. You know, it's not like you're doing another $30 million at the gate there. It, that's why it, it just doesn't add up for the amount of money that <laughs> fucking the production costs and all this bullshit. It's just, no. It's, it's just, there's this whole fucking bizarre world where these writers are going like, oh, yeah, well, this is huge money, you know. It's fucking... You can't beat a big Vegas fight. 
you know, and they're not going to execute anyone. (laughs) It's just, it's just the whole thing. just fucking shitty. Um, so what do what do you want to see Joshua do next? I want to see him fight Pulev. Pulev's a fucking threat out there. No one, everyone's been saying he's been ducking Pulev, and I want to see him finally take it that challenge. Do you think he'll beat him up? And no, who the fuck knows? I'm seeing him goofing on his fucking whole, his whole fucking spiel about now I'm the baddest man on the planet. <laughs> well, they were scheduled to fight at one point, and then Ushik pulled out. Mostly because he was probably scared of Joshua. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, see, this is, I'm joking, be, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so bummed. Um, I, I don't mind the Pulev fight, actually. I mean, I don't think Pulev is very good. But I, I do think that that's an interesting fight. You know, Pulev was, is, is an interesting guy. Um, prior to fighting Klitschko, Pulev was perceived as... While not very well known at the time, Pulev was seen as a guy who was a very good amateur, could box, and would be able to trouble guys if not for the fact that he's not the same size as the super heavyweights of the world. And um, in the guy, or sorry, in the fight with Klitschko, Pulev abandoned everything that had got him to that point. And, and it, at that point, Pulev was seen as like a boring fighter because he boxed. And um, and what do you have it like? He fought Klitschko. He comes out and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to give Klitschko all the smoke," and he wound up getting himself like destroyed in that fight. Um, and Klit- and Pulev's not been the same since. So, like to 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 me, I think Pulev is the perfect guy where Joshua can go back to being himself. He won't need to box against uh, Pulev. Um, I-, I think it'd be interesting to see if Joshua tried to do this boxing stuff on Ushik. Um, would Ushik fall for it? Or would this be playing right into what Ushik wants to do, which is like Ushik's not going to come to heavyweight and try to bang guys out of there. He's going to be trying to box because, I mean, we all saw his first fight at heavyweight. Yeah, he he did not look like he had the power of Deontay Wilder. Yeah, Ushik doesn't have power for heavyweight. Yeah. Like not for not for anyone worrying about him. So yeah, boxing, but it'd be like a, a, now the only thing I'm going to ask is how big is the ring going to be? So I don't know. <sighs> Maybe they'll go the other way. And it's like we want a sixteen-foot ring. Pull no, of course, not, not 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 with new not with new AJ. <laughs> so essentially, this is what I'm saying. So this is this took all the fun out of the fucking sport because now we know what's AJ. He's not going to trade because we know he's going to fucking get dropped, and so he's just going to try to fucking. Stay so you on think the that that's who Joshua's going to become? Like this new Joshua is who? Well, he's, uh, against he's be. against except for guys who are like you know. That he can handle and he can pretend to be the bully let me, again. Let me pose this to you though: What if that first fight broke something in Joshua, and and probably broke is not the right word to use here, but I'm gonna use it anyway. But it, it alarmed Joshua to something about him where he's terrified of losing and being stopped again. The same way Klitschko appeared basically after he got uh, stopped and knocked out, appeared like he was terrified of getting himself into situations where he could be dropped or hurt. And therefore <laughs> yeah, the, his entire career was based on avoiding literally being touched. The, the guy who was fucking terrified of fighting on the inside. Cause that's yeah, where he got and, fucking and so, knocked out all the time. What, so it was like, it was, it was jab, jab, throw right hand grab. So <laughs> that whole think, fucking Emmanuel Stewart style. You think Joshua 
could fall victim to that. I don't know if falling victim yeah, is the right I, yeah, way to I put think, it. But. I think he's. I think he's. Just, he's. Uh, he might sort of like uh, again, guys. He can bully. He'll bully. Otherwise, he's just going to stink out the fucking joint. Well, know? I guess I'm saying. Do you? I don't. I think that there's an argument to be made that he will never bully another guy again. Well, he's always sore. And, and also, the the other thing is like I think Joshua loved his performance. He was so happy after the fight and so proud of the way that he executed that he's going to want to keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, this is he's why I so think dumb. he's Floyd like, Mayweather. Yeah, like they were acting like this was like the greatest challenge ever. And I was like, this is the dude that knocked you out that no one thought was had a chance to get you in the first place. And I mean, so now, now you show that you could you could outbox him. Uh, who gives a fuck? You well, know. I mean, we're we're making separate, but. Adjacent no, uh, no, we are. Uh, I think, I think, I think, I think we're making the basic same argument. True, is that now this AJ and Eddie, they do know that he cannot trade. He can't trade with dudes, or it's not wise. Like you remember the Klitschko fight when Klitschko hit him with that right hand, the one that buckled him, or the one that didn't, y- or the yeah. other one that didn't, the one that the, the he knocked him down. Oh, the one that dropped him. Yes, I do remember. Yeah, but and that, but that wasn't even a good right hand. If that would have been old Klitschko, like a younger version, uh, AJ would have been done. Klitschko with legs. Yeah, with Klitschko with legs. If he would have been all like, like, if he had, like was younger, it would have been all over for AJ. Well, it'd have been so all over. That was Deontay Wilder who landed that shot. But yeah, then again, so, 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 so would anybody? So that's it showed up, and then you got Pavetkin cracked him too with that right hand, Correct. and then you got this fight. Where you had the fight with uh, Ruiz, and they're basically going, "Oh yeah, we can't trade with big guys. <laughs> we can't trade with people." Well, anymore. and then also remember he got wobbled by uh, Dillian White. Yeah, I mean, you know, d- like if it's Charles moral. Martin, if it's Charles Martin, Prince Charles Martin, you know, yeah, he, he might put some he might respect take a on shot. that name. Yeah, he might take a shot, but yeah, I think now he's just gonna. You might be so. This is like. Yeah, this is the true image of himself now, is that he's just going to stink out everything for decisions. Well, I mean, you're whole, you're saying that you think he will bully guys who he thinks he can, but I I think it's more likely that this is the new Joshua, and rewatch yeah, your think- Klitschko fight, rewatch your Brazil fight or whatever one you like that where Joshua smokes some dude. But I don't think that's coming back. I think he really, really enjoyed the performance he put out and, and respect. I mean, if I this was my game plan and I executed it this flawlessly, I would be happy too. And I would be really proud of the way that I fought. And I'm sure that his camp is like super going to just gas him up over this. Um, and I think to the to the point that we won't see Joshua revert unless somebody wobbles him and then he's fighting on instinct. And that will be, I, I think that is the way to beat Joshua, if you're somebody who's not better than him or close to being better than him, is get him fighting on instinct. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm just saying that he'll probably bully him when uh, Eddie Hearn gets David Price in the ring with him. Yeah. Um, question in the in the chat. So does Fury <laughs> versus AJ just become a snooze fest? Absolutely, absolutely. Fury versus Joshua is going to be just as bad as Fury versus Klitschko. I don't two think guys, two guys scared to fucking trade. Yeah, a lot of head feints there. Um, the, the the one thing I guess you know, it remains to be seen. But the question I have is: Can Joshua using the style 
load up at the right time and land that big shot. So that, you know, the way Klitschko was very boring, but he did knock guys out uh, pretty frequently because he he knew when to find those openings, knew when to load up, and he hit hard enough that when he connected with those shots, they were going down. I don't know. Yeah, Joshua I'm... seemed like he slimmed down maybe too much for, for that, and he didn't appear to throw with much conviction. Yeah, no, but you look like even uh, in the first fight, even in this fight, like he cracked Ruiz a lot. And you think that's Ruiz's chin, or you think that that's Joshua not throwing hard? I just think, I think, yeah. I think it's, I don't think Joshua's got it. And Kubret Pulev is the man to expose him. Oh, God. If Kubret Pulev wins, I'm going to go to Canada, and I'm going oh, to fuck. choke you to I, death. Oh, my God. You, oh, God. Think of how great that'd be. No, I'll, I'll go to Canada and choking you for choke. I will choke you out because... Um, I would not be happy with that result. Well, Kubrat Pulev's got a, he's got his own redemption Dude, tour. You know? Kubrat Pulev, here's what I will tell you. If they fight Kubrat Check Pulev next, Joshua's going to get cut for sure because Pulev, that dude loves headbutts. Oh, yeah. He loves oh, headbutts. Oh, God. Did, did you did you notice that fucking Povetkin flying headbutt against Hunter? Yes, I did, actually. Um, I First of all, Povetkin was, I mean, if we could talk about that fight for for a second... It was it was the only fight outside of the main event that looked like two like really good fighters or not really good fighters but two competent fighters in the ring with each other. Yeah. I thought everything else was just wild. I mean yeah. just wild. Like the Hergovich fight sucked. Um but it was comedic. Is was what I should say. It was comedic but like just the, the rabbit punching. Molina didn't look like he was really there to win the fight but then was also kind of disappointed cuz um Hergovich just couldn't like that wasn't like a real boxing match. Hergovich with all of his rabbit punching was ridiculous. Um, I mean, I thought the like the walk white fight like that's just what happens when you get two guys who are overweight, old in this in the case of walk. And I don't know, maybe White didn't even train. Maybe that's why he looked so bad. He just didn't even train, even though he had three weeks of notice or whatever he wants to claim. Um, yeah, yeah, he only had three weeks notice. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, and I, you really can't say much for like the swing bouts or like the little quick fights, like you know the little prospect fights. I'm not going to say much about that. Um, but the Povetkin and the Hunter fight was like you know it looked like a heavyweight fight. It looked like two guys who should be in the mix for world titles. Um, I don't think Hunter is that great. Um, and you know going life and death with this version of Alexander Povetkin, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that that prepares you to be in the conversation with Wilder, with Fury, with Joshua. No, not not that level. Also notice yeah, how Ruiz could... is no longer in this conversation. Just notice yeah. that, everybody. Of course, yeah. You know, the dream's over. Uh, yeah, so, what? But yeah, Hunter, like, you can make some good fights with him. I just like that <laughs> fucking Pavet can shut him down and that was like round 11 or something. Just Dude. by fucking, the, the blatant fucking headbutt. When I was watching that fight, like, the one thing that immediately struck me, I was like, because Hunter came out really fast, and I yeah. was like, oh boy, I, I don't like this strategy whatsoever. Because I really, <laughs> yeah. like, I just can't stand Povetkin. He looks like the stupid Chucky doll. Um, <laughs> like, like he definitely looks like John Gruden in an alternate universe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but when Hunter came out like really fast and started pushing the pace, like that's never a good strategy for a heavyweight, like never. 
because heavyweights are notorious for gassing. And I knew that Hunter was going to slow down. And if Hunter slows down, that means Pavetkin, who's like really clever. Like you can say what you want about Pavetkin, but the dude is clever. Like he finds a way to land shots, whether it's uh, an elbow or a headbutt or his looping right hook. One of them's going to land on you. And I liked it because there was some excitement and you're like, oh, yeah. No, it's it was it was a good another, fight. It was a good fight. Not gonna be another Povetkin snooze fest where he just Povetkin's a guy that it, it really depends on his his opponent. Povetkin definitely for 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 outside of like Povetkin's little run where he was just like roided out of his mind and was like putting dudes in comas. Not not necessarily true, but he was definitely um, detaching people from their senses. Um, Povetkin's ne- been a guy that appears to throw really really hard and he very infrequently hurts people yeah unless yeah. it's you know anthony joshua but um <laughs> yeah exactly but like this fight i i knew that uh, okay, okay hunter if you if you gas out this is not going to be good for you and uh it turns out that that was that was that was the case does this fight make joshua versus wilder more fun oh wow look at you trying to be the the host here look i like that it. Does Joshua have a chance against Wilder with the style he used tonight? Oh, what do you think? One, uh, let's just not talk about that fucking fight at all. Okay. Because it's not going to happen in 2020 at all. No, so that's... There's, that there's is... no point in even fucking getting wound up about it and all this. That's the only thing. That, see, that's why I wanted Ruiz to win, just because I didn't want eddie to be back in charge of everything and it's just going to be endless fucking he said she said bullshit and all this stuff and for sure you know. when, when yeah, we so, first so. met it was during right. the height of the mayweather pacquiao stuff and like yeah. i don't remember us ever even talking about that because i think we were both under the assumption like that fight's not happening like let's not even talk about that no it's going to happen when the money's good yeah. or okay. when they when when they run out of paydays yeah, yeah, like yeah, we said that. We said the the East got, you know, they're doing fine business on their own. It was going to happen when one of them couldn't, and that's what happened. Yeah, but I think you're oh. absolutely right. Like that fight's not happening anytime soon. So don't get worked up about it. Yeah, All yeah, of it let's is posturing. Just... There's equal blame on both sides, and if and it's just a, a fanboy thing. It's yeah. not going to happen and you complaining is not going to make it because the people who who have the money, they are trying to extend their paydays as long as possible. Yeah. And so it makes sense for these guys to handle other business before they get together and just know that it's gonna, the money's going to be right for both of these guys when it's time. Um, and they both got mandatories and stuff to – they both got mandatories and stuff to, to take care of. Yeah, this is the only funny thing is that now it's going to be fucking AJ's mess to sort out all these fucking mandatories. Mm. Yeah. Oh, here here's a good thing. Uh Michael Hunter, does he get out of Saudi Arabia alive? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, do you know what that speech what he was running? Uh, from the great dictator of the Charlie Chaplin movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was, you know, for a card where everyone's pretending, you know, this is such a lovely place. I thought that was a really ballsy move to fucking come out to that because he's making a point there. But does Michael Cha- does does Michael Hunter become like our, our new? Is it was it the I'm sorry, but I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. Was it that speech? Uh, I, no, it's the end one about uh, how people can take over the power and everything. I think this is it. It's just long. Yeah, 
then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us <laughs> fight for a new world, a decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. In the name of democracy, let us all unite. Yeah. You think uh, you think that uh, he may not get out of Saudi Arabia alive? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was think, thinking this plane's gonna have plane's gonna have some mechanical difficulties, just like those WWE wrestlers. Sir. Well, those WWE wrestlers, like I don't think they got out of line there. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think that was that was uh, the, the the dudes on top who made things a little troublesome for them. But Michael Hunter just blatantly came out. Uh, I I definitely think that Michael Hunter uh, just rose like nine spots in the rankings for me. I'd probably put him above Joshua at this point at heavyweight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was it was just it was it was just uh yeah, for this event at least someone fucking had the balls to say something about it. You know. He's sort of saying, Hey, yeah, uh let's not fucking pretend this is all fucking wine and roses over here in this fucking fight. You know. Um, let's see, is there any other questions in here? Um I don't- no, although uh, Static said to me that uh, he gave me props for warning him that it was going to be a boring fight. You know, guys, I, I think... I I so wanted to just work against it in my heart. I thought it would be a good fight. I didn't. I, just, I knew it. I was, I was clinging to the lie. I was clinging to it. I know. Hope I is a dangerous it. thing. Hope is a yeah. dangerous thing because... It just seemed like it had all the hallmarks of, you know, and I find like as a sports fan, very rarely do you, when the things you get hyped about, do they meet the the, the hype? You know, um, everyone says like, oh, this game is going to be so good. And then it winds up being a, a nine to six defensive battle when everyone's upset. You know, you look at the Patriots Super Bowl with the with the Rams, and everyone thought it was going to be a good game. No, it was like a defensive struggle. I love that game. I thought it was very good too. I love a defensive struggle where it's like all oh, these two pitchers, you know, two dominant pitchers in MLB going against each other, and then it winds up being a one nothing game, and everyone complains. Yeah. And it's like, what did you expect? Yeah. Well, then when you get to the highest level, um. In boxing, very frequently, the fights don't really pan out. There are there are exceptions to the rule. Obviously, Spence Porter, but you look at a lot of these fights where these two top guys meet each other, and you, you what you see is like yeah, these two top guys they know how to neutralize each other, and therefore what made them fun against lesser opponents isn't going to work here. And Joshua neutralized what Ruiz was effective at. And in doing so, took away what made him entertaining. And now Fighting you, you wound up with foot ring. Yeah. Then you add into the fact that the, the, it was set up to really help Joshua uh, neutralize Ruiz. And uh, you know, the other question was like, you know, uh, I think we may have passed it, but I didn't answer it, or I don't think either of us answered it. Does this new style help against Wilder? I don't think so. No style helps yeah. against Wilder. Like, how many times do we got to keep coming to this? I don't care if you're Floyd Mayweather. You got Floyd Mayweather style as a heavyweight. Wilder needs one shot. Like, the rules don't apply to Wilder and stop trying to make him fit. You'll be happier when you just realize that it's like, well, this is going to be 12 rounds of intense uh, tension, wondering if my guy who I want to, or whether you want him to fight beat Wilder or not, but the guy who Wilder's fighting, can he be perfect for 12 rounds and just not get hit with the right hand? That's uh, it. So. No. 
Yeah, and I think, okay, so if Wilder gets past Fury, for sure Joshua's not going to beat him. Oh, I mean, for sure. If he can figure out how to crack Fury. Yeah, if, I mean, if, Wilder, if Wilder can figure out uh, Fury style, then uh, yeah, AJ ain't going to do it because AJ can't fucking trade in clothes with him. No, it, it, but well, also, like, it just... I, I, don't, I don't know if this is, like, um, a hot take or this is something people don't, like, agree with, but, like... You got to understand how talented Tyson Fury is. Like, you can be annoyed with him. You can not like him. And certainly, there are plenty of reasons to not like Tyson Fury. But in terms of what Tyson Fury is able to do it at his size, the package that, that, he, that he brings to the, to the table, um, and not that package, um, he is, like, as, as unique as Wilder is with his unorthodox style and his power and that whole combination... Fury is the opposite, where it's like, this is a big, huge guy with no power, but can outbox anybody. And um, Joshua's not going to be a better version of what Fury does. It's just not going to happen. He, he's just not wired that way. So, um, how, about a, how about another question for you? Sure. Does this fight actually hurt AJ with his fan base? That's a great question. Who asked, who asked that question? I did. Oh, that's a great question. You know, you should, you should, you should, uh, you know, participate uh, no, more I, in the producing because that's a great question. Um, I stole it from Robbie because he's saying a bunch of uh, British people are just shitting on AJ. <laughs> uh, well, Josh uh, tweeted me during the fight. Who, Josh is one of our friends who's like just completely miserable all the time. And <laughs> it was probably like the seventh round, and he just tweets me, "Fuck AJ." <laughs> uh, so anyway, possibly. Possibly, because if you're a British fan, I think you have two good heavyweights who are at the top of the division. And like I think Joshua was seen as like the perfect like fodder for, for for Fury. Like if you don't like Fury, then Joshua is the perfect alternative because he's unlike him in every way. I mean he comes, he stands in the center, he's there to fight, etc. etc. He doesn't say, actually he does kind of say some problematic things, but we all forgot about that. Um, and you know, the whole superior race thing, but, um, now he looks just like Fury. I could yeah. see those people who consider themselves fans of Joshua to now hop on the other side and say, I don't like either of these guys. Now let's put our hope in Callum Smith, something like that. I mean, what do you think? Uh, belly come back. Belly. Did you call him Bell? Bellu? Oh no! I was going to call him Belland, but oh. I care. I don't like that guy. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm just interested because I'm just just from Robbie saying, <laughs> you know, people are like, eh, there. I think they, I think they, who didn't want to see if AJ is going to win? You want to see him try to win the fight, like he he like he wanted tactically, but then you're like, well, did you really answer any questions in this fight? No, you just picked a style that you knew could get you the win. So, what was the question? Uh, why did he get his ass beat in the first one? You know, it was because he traded. So, so this time, oh, well, I'm not going to trade. So, so yeah, you win the fight, but uh, I, I, I don't, I think those questions are still out there. We probably should have started with that idea, but you know, hey still man, shock. We 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 literally just said, all right, po- interviews ended, hit record. Yeah, let's let's see yeah. what we, this we takes had us. no we had no we had no game plan. No, but I'm still I'm still stunned about fucking Morris saying those fucking rabbit punches weren't intentional. I just I don't know. Oh, it wasn't. I don't think it was as bad as uh, 
it was as bad as Chris Maddox. You didn't listen you, to the commentary. True, true. But I also like Sergio Mora, it. so I'm not gonna. I'm not I know gonna be that's too what I'm saying. Him. Like Sergio Mora was like he was the hope of the DAZN crew. You know, he was doing so well, and now now I think their stupidity's getting to him. It's it's getting into his pores. You know, he's sort of like you could sort of be around someone with Ebola a couple times. <laughs> you start sharing needles with them, you're probably going to get it. Who's better? Uh, the, what's that? Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury? Listener, I want you guys to tune in, or not tune in, obviously you're tuning in. Uh, get at us on social media. Who's better? You think this performance means that Joshua, given he can do a bit of what Fury can do, is the better fighter? No. No? Okay. What do you think is next for Ruiz? Uh, they'll probably, uh, I don't think he'll get a third fight. Uh, certainly not. No. Certainly not. I don't want to see a third fight. I don't, I don't care. No, Andy's going to drop Ruiz that dream. I want to be in fights that are, that are going to be win or lose for him. They're going to be entertaining because I think yeah. he's far better in that role. And he's, he's far better as the underdog. Yeah. If he can get up for him, you know. So, so yeah, so they'll bring him back and they'll probably put him into the, the mix with the PBC guys, you know. Konaki, I mean, everyone, yeah, I don't know how you don't want to see that fight. Two dudes that throw in combination, very yeah. similar styles. Yeah. Um. All right, well, that's that's enough. Um. Thank you guys for listening. I want to shout out to those of you who support through the Patreon. Um. We have a channel in our chat where everyone hangs out. And so... You guys are the ones that produce this podcast. We just came in here and talked. You guys posed the questions, some good ones, some great ones, and then some that weren't very good. Um, be, you should be ashamed of yourself, Rollins. Uh, and um, also things that I'm not going to repeat uh, on the podcast. But, hey, um, we'll be back later for the post-fight, immediate post-fight reaction for a huge, highly anticipated fight between Emmanuel Navarrete and uh, whoever he's fighting tonight. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we'll be back in a little bit for the um, the full weekly podcast where we'll break down uh, the other fights from this week. You know, we have Jamal Charlo fighting tonight and then uh, news and stuff that we did not quite get to. So thank you so much for listening. Um, be sure if you want to hop into the chat, you can join us on patreon.com slash Sunday puncher. Just $1 gets you into the chat. And as well, in addition to that, like other podcasts and stuff too. So, um, thanks for listening, Fred. Thanks for coming on. Um, congratulations to Anthony Joshua for, um, what was a very good performance. I thought, um, not entertaining, but you know what? At the end of the day, a win is a win. So shout out to him. Uh, you want to say shout out to the Saudi Arabia government or anything? I want to thank them? Yeah, anything I say might be offensive was not intentional. <laughs> okay. Shout out Michael Hunter. Shout out Michael Hunter.